0: Welcome to the Patriot Podcast, a production of Covenant Academy in Cypress, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast connects you to the heart of our community, culture, and those who are helping shape the hearts and minds of students. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to our second episode of the Patriot Podcast. I am Michael Gaines, and here with uh, several folks as we jump into this episode. I have with me Leslie Collins, our head of school, and also joining us is Lynn White, the director of instruction, and Deborah Adishakan. Did I say that right? Adishakan. 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 I will get it right. Adishakan, one of our parents. So. Thank you all for being here today
1: thank you thanks for having us we're excited
0: so in today's episode uh, we wanted to talk to start off talking to Lynn uh, so our director of instruction and also a teacher here at uh, Covenant who teaches seventh grade literature is that right yes I like literature I can't say that I was an expert Uh, But uh, I am so grateful that you're doing that, and um, I'm curious a little bit to understand uh, maybe a little bit about your background and what really brought you to Covenant. And I I think I said in our last episode that one of my new pastimes is reading uh, the bios of all of the instructors and staff here at Covenant because it's so interesting, and I'm sure uh, we're in for a treat to learn a little bit more about your uh, story and how God has led you to Covenant, uh, obviously not starting as an instructor, but par- partially as, as an instructor and as a parent, right?
2: Right, yeah, thanks. Um, well, when when Covenant started in 2003, a friend of mine was interested in becoming a teacher here, and at that time, I was homeschooling two um, older children, my two older children. I had three younger, and I was um, in between jobs. I'd been a public school teacher for a number of years, and I was homeschooling. I'd worked in the music business, and when I left public school education, I was burned out. I was frustrated. I was disillusioned, and I brought my kids home. The Lord really um, was instrumental in that, but I brought my kids home, and so I had two older kids, and then I had a new younger generation coming up and I was really in a place where my family was growing and I needed um I needed some support, and my friend said, hey, Lynn, come over and, and listen to the um, vision of this school. I think you'll want to teach here, and I said, I absolutely will not want to teach there. I don't want to teach ever again. So I went um, at her urging, and because I needed a job. We were at a place as a family where I needed a job, and I said, Lord, please don't make me teach again. I don't really want to do that. It was such a hard, um, a hard experience the last time. So I went and I sat at the back and um, pretended not to know anyone, and the um, founding members shared the vision of classical Christian education, and I wept. I sat at the back and I cried because it said to me what my heart was longing for. It said, we don't want to just teach academics. We don't want to just teach um, content and information because children are whole beings, and we want to shepherd not only what they know but what they love. And we want to come alongside families to help them um, know how to shepherd the affections of their, st- of their children and help them to love the right things and to um, obey for the right reasons, to do the right thing for the right reasons. And I said, wow. I need that. I have five kids. And my husband and I um, were very involved in our church. We weren't um, marginalized in, in the sense that we were, you know, struggling in our relationship, but we were doing all we could as two grown adults, loving the Lord and walking in the Word, and yet it was more than we could handle without some strong, supportive community. And all the things that classical Christian education endeavored to do, as was communicated that night, was right where I My heart was aching, and I went home, and I said, we have to have our kids here. And my husband said, we cannot afford it. And I said, we can't afford not to. Mm -hmm. And so that was um, the beginning of a long season of choices. You know, you make choices. Everything you say yes to, you say no to something else. And we said yes to the heart formation and the um, long-term growth and nurturing of our children we said no to a new house we said no to vacations we said no to um, restaurants a lot of times and um, I'm, I've never been sorry
0: mm-hmm. and, and we, I mean so the the word that that stuck out to me is is really shepherding right really coming alongside the fact that you're not doing this alone right because that's one of the the things that uh, that I've experienced just as a I guess a very fresh new new parent is is seeing this community of of parents of of really a, this this tribe this this group who have come together and 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 to your point said you know education isn't isn't our pillar you know Christ is our pillar and in that we want to come together and support each other through this this life this time of coming together as a as a community so that's really I mean, I can see the, the passion in, in your voice and, and on your face of, of what that has meant to you. Um, and I know, uh, Leslie, you mentioned that as well, that, that really shepherding, yeah. you know, coming, coming alongside each other is, is crucial.
1: Yes, it's critical because the truth is that we also need shepherds and we also know what it is to struggle. And so our job is, as teachers and as parents, as, as adults, as, as a community is to come alongside our students and to really walk alongside of them as they're learning how to interpret their own hearts. So we are not just about training behavior, Um, You can do that with circus animals. They're really adept at it. But we are training images of God to serve the Lord, and so we wanna be very cautious about not being moralistic and, dea- um, and dogmatic, but really helping them to learn to love what is good and true and beautiful, and so surely there's a lot of training that goes into teaching them, you know, why do we walk in quiet lines, and why do we uh, sit in, in ready position, and why do we look at the teacher in their eyes, and what are the values that we're inculcating as we do this in, the, in their hearts, but also when they err, which they will, because they're human, When they err, how do we guide them? Do we just say, that was unacceptable. Don't ever do that again. You're missing recess. That's it. Get at the back of the line. I mean, you can. And there's some level of effectiveness, supposedly, in that. But that's actually not getting at the child's heart. So one of the uh, reasons, for instance, that we have benches outside of the classroom are so that there's always an easy way for a teacher to sit alongside of a student to say, here's what I saw. Why don't you tell me what happened? Let's talk about this. So I, yes, I understand you're crying. Let's take a breath. Let's, let's calm down. So tell me what happened. Well, so-and-so took the ball from me and I was mad and I hit him. Okay. Let's talk about that. So what were you thinking or feeling? I was thinking they took the ball from me and I was mad. <laughs> okay. So you really just wanted to Make sure they didn't do that again. Okay, I, I hear that. Was that the right thing to do? No. How are you feeling now? I feel, I feel sad. I'm in trouble. Okay, well, that's always going to be the way it is. Every time you choose you, it's going to it's gonna actually come this way. So how do they feel? Because that looks like it might have hurt. Yeah, my friend, and I'm so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are we going to do? I'm going to make it right. Yeah, we're going to make it right. Now, by the way, when they're in pre-K and K, they don't actually know all the right things (laughs) to say. It takes a while. Just yesterday, I was working with some kids that needed a little bit of assistance in it, and they were able to say, yeah, I need to go make a race. Okay, so now then the teacher is side by side when we're having these conversations because we need to make sure they understand I struggle too. I'm not at you. I'm for you. I'm alongside of you. So there's a reason why we're sitting down. We're calm. I'm not facing the kid to say, you will fear me. There are times when you have to face them. There are times where you have to just, and it can be really fast and quick. And that's great. That's when you've established a lot of trust. But in the beginning of your relationship, you have to be really tender, make sure they know you're trustworthy. And then they can really safely evaluate their heart. But then when they come together, then they are looking each other face to face and extending forgiveness and and asking for it, obviously. now, what did we do there? We didn't just go through a bunch of stuff. We're actually trying to help the kid examine their own heart. And then we talk about, okay, so you just said I forgive you. Great. Let's make sure you understand the promises of forgiveness. You're going to let, not let this come between you. You're not going to keep repeating it. You're not going to bring it up every time. You've got to let this go because, and then we pray. Jesus, because you've done this for us, we cannot forgive others. Well, you know what? That takes a long time. It's a lot easier to say, don't ever do that again, get in the back of the line, we're done. But that actually doesn't help the child interpret their own heart and learn from their mistakes. And it it makes this presumption of thou shalt not make mistakes. That's actually not doable. And so we've got to let them know we're right there with you. And what we see is great fruit from that. And let See, the one who does the actual work is actually God. He's in the business of working in their heart, and we're just inviting him in, and being his instruments. We hope of grace. Mm. We don't want to be his instruments of wrath. Mm. We right. want to be yeah. his instruments of <laughs> grace. Right. So right. that's the heart of covenant. I love that about what the school is is after, and that was what attracted me. That's what attracted Lynn, and it's just truly our privilege to just come alongside of parents and and help them shepherd their kids' hearts. Yeah,
0: and I know that. One, so you know, we have. So we're all, all parents, and I know one one of those parents, Deborah. I know that you. Uh, uh you know have experienced you know this the uh, benefits of of having uh, a community that comes alongside you and shepherds you and supports you know as you' you're going through that and I was kind of curious your your perspective and experience on on some of the things that um you know Lynn and and Leslie shared you know as a as a parent with 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 kids how, how has how have you experienced that what has been your your take
3: It's very similar to what Lynn shared and Leslie first of all like Lynn, I my husband and I basically were at the point where we were going to pull our kids out of the Christian schools that they were in and put them in public school mm-hmm. because we felt like we weren't getting we knew that there was more than what they were getting. We knew that it there was more than this superficial slap Jesus on top of everything we do, but at the heart, we're still worldly and secular. And my husband especially was so tired. We I was getting ready to register them. And then I just felt the Lord leading me. And I went online and I found classical education like you did, Lynn. And I went actually to an information session for one of the schools. And when I heard it, I didn't cry, but I felt the same way, like, this is what we've been looking for. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that's going to bring forth what we're looking for in the children, and then I, but this was a university model school that I went to, so some days you would be at home, some days you would be in school, and I definitely could not do that because I needed help with the four kids. So I, but I remember coming home and calling my husband and um, telling him, I found what we're looking for. If only I could find somewhere where it happens five days a week, And I went online again, and I found Covenant. And, I mean, what I saw on the website was amazing. Honestly, driving here the day I was coming to tour the school, I thought, for a second, maybe this wasn't real. (laughs) (laughs) Because it just seemed so good to be true. And then I got here, and it was even better than what I imagined, just the environment and they really were doing everything they said in the in the website. So I, I ended up crying that day. But but you know something that actually has happened. Um, I remember with other Christian schools that I've been in, um, I I felt alone. I really did, almost even like a physical feeling of being tired and just going this way alone. And with Covenant, it was just like Exodus. 17 with, with Moses, you know the battle that the Israelites had with the Amalekites. And when Moses, who I think in the analogy would represent the Christian home or Christian parents trying to shepherd their children's hearts. and um, when he was strong and raised his hands up, then the children of Israel won. but when his arm got weak, they lost. and but when Aaron, who could be the local church and her covenant, came alongside him and lifted up his hands, Um, Moses lifted up his hands, the children of Israel won. And I feel like now I feel like with the support that I have, that I really feel from the church and from covenant, I feel like these children have the best chance of growing up in this godless culture or ungodly culture, loving God knowing God, being strong, doing exploits, because it's not just me anymore telling them at home all these things and and getting to the attitudes of their hearts and all of those things. Leslie is doing that. Lynn is doing that. Their teachers are doing that. It's happening all over. And I just feel like, yes, we're in a good place to really be successful in just um, presenting Christ to them. And of course, once they see Christ, they're drawn to Mm -hmm.
0: him. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I haven't cried yet, but I'm sure I'll get there. Uh, but but I, I guess, so I guess that being a, a new parent, I share many of the same sentiments that, that you all feel. And, and, and likewise, my wife and I, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, okay, you know, that, that, uh, that advertisement I got in the mail for something that sounds too good to be true, I kind of toss it away, you know, that sweepstakes is not real. But this is real, right? It's a real community with real people who are really passionate about a real God who can make a real change. And that is exciting. So that's that's so cool. Well, good. Well, uh, this has been really, really invigorating, and I hope uh, it's encouraging for other parents who either uh, have experienced that, or maybe for those that will be listening, haven't experienced it, but want to. Uh, So for those that want more information on how they can Uh, learn more about this community. Leslie, uh, where can folks go to get that info?
1: That's a great question. Thanks for asking. Uh, First, come into the courtyard. We are here to greet you. Everyone who's here to greet you is happy to Uh, hear your story, uh, share theirs, and answer any questions that you have. And we love face-to-face. But if you're not interested in face-to-face, you can connect on uh, our website, covenantcypress.org, and uh, go ahead and go to that faculty page, click on those little names, and we'll shoot you an email back. So uh, we love to talk with families and love to talk with people and love to see God grow each of us um, in number and in our hearts. So we're excited, great Thanks for asking.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, Leslie, Lynn, and Deborah, thank you so much for taking the time to share your stories today.
1: Thank, thank you. you for having
0: us. Thank you. So, before we end today's episode, we wanted to tickle your funny bone with the joke of the day. So, here's today's funny joke we are here with Migs, as I learned from our last conversation, uh, with a joke for us. So, Another Migs, one. good to see you. Great to see you, too. All right, so uh, who submitted this joke? This one is from Marcus Malmon. Okay. And he is in third grade, and this is what he's got for us. He asked, what do you call a cow without legs? A cow without legs. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Ground beef. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, moo. Yeah, Leslie says moo. That's good. Wow, yeah. So that was a that was a good one. Man, I'm gonna have to uh, really up my joke game because I never would have thought of any of these. So, <laughs> cool, great. Well, uh, Mix, thanks for the joke. Anytime. <laughs>